Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, a dynamic group of estate planning professionals. We're talking about Estate Planning Group Network, and here to talk about Estate Planning Group Network, uh, the chapters, how it all started, and what she does uh, for estate planning is Marguerite Lorenz. Marguerite, how are you doing today? Really good. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I'm so glad you came to talk about uh, this today. We've talked um, several times about Estate Planning Group Network, and I I, uh, chair uh, one of the chapters, and I love the group. I wanted you to talk more about Estate Planning Group Network. Before we do, uh, let's talk about what you do and how you got started in your line of work. Well, thank you, Brian, and thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I am a private trustee and executor. I work with elderly clients who keep their estate plans up to date, and I'm the one they trust to put their plan into action. And when I first started in this work, I was really struck by how complex it is. I'm supposed to understand tax, legal, financial, and even medical topics for people much older than myself. And my mom had started her practice back in 1975 as a CPA, and she had been doing work as a trustee for many years before I joined her in her practice. And so I started meeting people. I started going to continuing education events. I went to networking events. And I found that it was really tough to go deep regarding a client's issues. These are designed, these events, really just to get acquainted. Well, then what do you do? And then I got to go to a particular group where there was a presentation. And the presentation was fine, but then everybody dispersed immediately after the presentation. Well, I got a chance to be chairman of that group, and I changed the format. I made a decision that we really needed to have meaningful conversations about the work each of us does. So I could really understand as the fiduciary, as the decision maker, the one who hires other professionals, how we all fit. And maybe there's somebody who might be a better suited professional for an engineer versus an artist. Maybe I needed to understand more about their motivation in terms of their work so that I could feel really confident when I sent them to the home of an elderly client who's really vulnerable. Well, how do you do that? So I started writing case studies, and every month we'd get together and we would talk about the case study. And I'd be at the table with seven other professionals. I love the table of eight, it feels perfect to me. And not only in one hour did I get to know these seven other people better, but I also got to understand more of the dynamic. When do you bring in that professional? To whom do you introduce them first? Is it something the attorney should do? Is this something the CPA should do? Maybe the realtor needs to be introduced to the client before we hire the realtor, whatever that situation is. And to play with those situations and to understand how people get along, uh, what what they love about their work, wow, that has been amazing. So we started in 2009 with one group. And over the years, we've developed more and more groups. And thank you so much for your leadership in the group. It's really made a big difference. Because people need to feel welcome. Some of us are great at networking. Some of us not so much. Some of us are really better technicians and we just want a full inbox, but we know we have to go and we have to go talk to people. We try to make it really easy for people to just come in. They get to introduce themselves at the beginning of the meeting. We ask them a pointed question like, if you could have dinner with anyone, living or dead, who might that be? And we get to see a glimpse of their personality. And then we sit down and we're, looking at the case study together or doing an activity together. I I think it's a lot of fun. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, so, and thank you uh, for allowing me to be the chair for, for the group. Um, there are a lot of different networking groups that are out there, and most of them seem to be kind of similar to what you described originally, what, what the groups were that you uh, participated in. More high level, more surface, and then it really was in, uh, incumbent upon the people to make their own further meetings, you know, lunches and so forth. But with EPGN, you really get to see how people uh, would work with a client. You know, here's my input. Here's what I see in this case study. Um, here's my role. Uh, and so you really get to see, really, people in action and, and how they would work. And you can really see, okay, well, this person would be better with the engineer. This person would be better with the artist. Um, typically in the groups, um, who makes up the groups? What sort of industries do you see as members? Well, think of it as every professional who serves the vulnerable or disabled. So that could be geriatric care managers and Medicare specialists, insurance professionals, realtors, financial advisors, CPAs, attorneys, professional trustees, and executors. There's so many of us who serve specifically uh, the more elder community. And Maybe children are your specialty, and you do special needs trusts and so on. So no one is unwelcome, but the idea is that we're going to talk about those kinds of cases that really affect most of our mutual clients. And I want everyone to come, regardless of if they think there's more than one financial advisor. You know, I get asked that question, well, how many? Well, some networking organizations are based on the one representative of each industry model, and I understand that. But there's also an underlying expectation of referral, and that's why there can only be one. Well, EPGN is very different, and the idea is that each of us brings our life experience. We bring our focus. Maybe you were an architect in your past life, and now you're an attorney. You're going to think about things a little bit differently than someone who grew up and became an attorney right away in their career. It's not a bad thing. It's good. All of it's good. So don't worry about the fact there might be another person in your industry at these meetings because you bring you and everything that goes with that, your passion, the things that you see, the way you solve problems, the way you communicate, all of that's really valuable in EPGN. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about the case studies for a minute. Um, I love reading your case studies. I'm like when I, Whenever I, it's time to register for the next meeting, I'm like, okay, what did Marguerite put together this time? <laughs> um, and it's fun because a lot of the stuff you put together is timely. I remember the case study we talked about Jimmy Buffett after he passed away. Um, And as it happens, someone in my group was the paper boy for Jimmy Buffett when he was a little boy. Wow. So it's like, what are the chances of that? So you get to learn so much about people. But 
you know, talking about the case studies, um, are these are these real people? Are they uh, sort of a conglomeration of, of different clients that you have? How do you come up with these? I do my best to protect the innocent. Yeah. Change names where necessary. I've had a lot of experience with over 20 years as a professional trustee and my mom before me. And I'm one of five partners in my practice. And so we learn from each other. But I don't want you to think that I'm telling on all of my personal cases. No, I ask for help from my, pre- my fellow professionals. I read a lot. I'm watching the news. I find celebrity estate planning fascinating, especially when they don't plan. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Buffett was quite an exception. He'd done a lot of planning. Uh, but I just want to remind everyone, please, please wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Sunscreen forever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, in developing the case studies, I look for an interesting twist. I look to see if I can cover tax, legal, financial, and medical issues. Some cases have more of one than the other, so I'll add some facts. And here's what I want to encourage everyone who goes to EPGN. If you don't see your profession reflected in that case study, speak up. You have a specialty in dementia and there's no mention of dementia in this particular case study, go ahead and add it. Because the idea is not that we're solving for this fictional situation. The idea is that we're getting a chance to see how we work together. So be a little bit brave and you can share that you have a specialty and if this couple had this problem, you could solve it. Yeah. The other thing I like too about the case studies is I get to learn from other professionals how to do things. So if I have a situation with a client that comes up, I'm like, this is very similar to the case study I remember from a couple of months ago. This is how this attorney dealt with it. This is the angle that the financial planner was taking. So I become a lot more educated on, on the topics that are going to be important because as you know, when it comes to the senior population, generally if there's an issue, there are multiple issues. And that's what the case studies represent. So I'm the chair of the Encinitas chapter, and there's a few different chapters in San Diego. Um, your chapters are in Southern California. Where are they, and what do you see the future of UPGN? Uh, we have chapter meetings uh, different places in California. We're always hoping to grow more. We need good leaders. We need people who are willing to show up and lead. And we take care of all of the administration work, all of the membership payments, all of the email reminders. So... To be a chair, and you could probably speak more to what that's like to be a leader of the group, we really try to make the job very simple and very easy. It really is. My hope is to see it go national. The value after one hour meeting, and by the way, for chairman, it's really two hours. There's the half hour before, so the doors get open. There's the half hour after because people are not done talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for a member to show up and get one hour, I want everyone to leave asking better questions. It's not that we know everything. No professional can offer everything a vulnerable client needs. There isn't a way. And it shouldn't be, right? We have conflicts of interest that way. The idea is that we're able to work as a team when it's needed, that we know something and have respect for the perspectives of other professionals in the same matter. And so each of us gets the opportunity to be the quarterback. We might be the first one who met that client, but now we're not just referring people out of the internet or yellow pages, right? We're referring people because we know their character. We know a little bit more about who they are. It's very, very powerful. And I've seen amazing work partnerships grow out of EPGN just because of that format. Yeah, no, it's super powerful. Um, I, I love it. 
Um, and I hope it does grow national. Um, I've so. shared it with my, the members of this, my senior division that I'm in charge of at, at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services um, and in, implored them, either join a chapter or if there's not one in your area, start one. Because yes. there's going to be other professionals around you, I think, that would be, benefit greatly by being a part of a chapter. I want to add something to that, too, because there are a lot of realtors. I mean, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. But there aren't that many who really understand the fiduciary responsibility I have. There aren't very many who really understand the delicate nature of helping somebody transition from their large home that they've lived in for 30 plus years, and now they're moving to something smaller, they have a lot of decisions to make. It's hard. Uh, Family members also have their natural conflict of interest and might want to rush it because they think mom needs to move someplace else now that dad's died. Whoa. (laughs) And that's come up in case studies. Well, exactly, because it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real. Uh, All the case studies are based on real-life situations with real-life people. And again, I've changed some of the facts and so on. I want to protect people's identity and their privacy, but we need to learn from them. We need to learn from the things they did right, and we really need to learn from the things they did wrong. Yeah, 100%. So if you want to learn more about EPGN um, and about uh, Marguerite and her company, Her information is on screen, phone number, and website. If you are listening to this as a podcast, obviously you can't see it, but it is in the caption, so you can get the information there. Uh, Marguerite, thank you very much for joining me today and talking about what you do to help people and EPGN and what you do with that to help people. And to look it up, look for estateplanninggroups.com. It's all spelled out, all the words, estateplanninggroups.com. And thanks, Brian, so much for having me. My pleasure. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.